0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Player Profile and Projections, or should I say, Players Profiles and Projections, because we got two guys today. We got
1: a couple of babies heading for you.
0: It's the baby episode, Brett Baby, (laughs) (laughs) Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos, the two kids in the system that we're very excited to see. This is going to be a fun one.
1: This is going to be a fun one. This is um, much like... A few of the previous episodes of this or pods up for interpretation depending on what you think it's a lot of it outcome a lot of it is out of these guys hands yes
0: that's important to note and there's only so much they can do in spring training to try and force their way onto uh to this opening day roster but the outlook for 2023 looks very exciting for both of them for kind of different reasons but Brett Beatty, I think, is the hot-button topic in Mets world right now.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think Brett Beatty, especially being the left-handed hitter, his projections are a little bit higher on the power side, and he plays third base, which was kind of a hole for the Mets last year. Kind of has been for a while, too. Uh, well, yeah, ever since you the captain leaves, that's yeah. one of those things. But uh, everybody's really excited. I think Vientos gets a little bit of shade. There's a lot of defensive question marks uh, from him. I actually haven't seen much of him working defense. I've, I've seen him take ground balls. He looks just fine. Yeah. Um, but Beatty, Beatty's the guy.
0: Yeah, Beatty spent the offseason training with one of my favorite baseball players of all time, Troy Tulewitzki. David Wright's going to be at camp next week uh, to help, I guess, with fielding coordination, probably with Brett Beatty a lot there too. And who knows how he's doing in spring training by the time this comes out, but in the first two days... There's a lot to be excited about with Brett Beatty. I think he hasn't gotten out yet. He had a moonshot to center field against the Astros yesterday. Uh, he looks great. Uh, there's a there's a guy in front of him that we love in Eduardo Escobar, but Brett Beatty uh, might do a lot this spring training to try and change the Mets mind.
1: And he's twenty-three. It's he's not like he's twenty-one. Uh, it's not like he's you know, they're starting his clock very early. This is right around the time he is ahead of the game, but I mean 24 is usually the the call up year. 23 is not unheard of. I mean, we have a few guys that we've seen come up and make splashes in their early 20s. And he's ready. He Got a taste last year. He hit he had 42 plate appearances. Mm. Didn't do a lot with them. He made a that that first swing as a big leaguer against the Braves. He goes deep. Um but he he had seven hits, two homers, five RBI, two walks. 184 Average 342 slug for a 586 OPS. Um, not great, but we did see no. some signs. And he did look shaky at 30. He looked like he hadn't taken a ton of ground balls. But that's what reps are for. Yes. And he does look much better. He, I talked to him a little bit in the clubhouse, and he said he didn't understand what he was missing in his training. Until you get there and you realize there are holes, he didn't know even what questions to ask. You're so naive and so ignorant because of your innocence and your youth and your lack of experience that you don't know what you need. He got there, now he knows how to dedicate himself. And he looks fired up, I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, it's it's just a lot to get amped up about for Mets fans. I mean, in A, he had 394 plate appearances, 19 home runs, 22 doubles, a 950 OPS. Then he goes to Syracuse, gets about six games worth, does well there, and then the Mets need him immediately, so he gets the call from there. Probably not what he was expecting, but I'm sure he was excited about it, because his first swing in the big leagues was a home run against the Mets' rival. But yeah, like you said, there was some things to improve on. There was obvious holes in his game, but again, he he was 22 years old, 23 this year. And just from the early eye test look of him in spring training, I'm really excited to see that uh, the strides that he'll make this year because I think I'll be shocked if he doesn't get a call at some point this year to get some major league reps.
1: I, I imagine. I mean, again, his left-handed bat is a huge bonus. Um, it's really weird that the 2020 year, the, the COVID year, where all minor league was canceled – just threw a wrench into a lot of people's development, and yeah. it shows. You see some some inexperience, uh, but he looks amazing. Like he looks really good in, in this year in spring, and I'm very excited to see where he goes. I was a little bit iffy on him last year because he did look so raw, but this year he looks super determined. Again, I, I, I'll keep saying it, but uh, I'm very impressed with how he looks coming into camp.
0: Yeah, and I mean, this is a guy that faces a bit of pressure because he was a 2019 first-round pick. You know, that's still a pretty recent draft considering all things. And MLB is one of the few sports where you draft a guy and you don't expect to see him for a few years. So Brett Beatty getting the call at 23 is a pretty cool deal. And I mean, for him... The Eduardo Escobar factor is there, and I think we, we we're we kind of high on him. I know you're a big Escobar optimist, and there's still something in the tank there for Eddie. This would be his last year with the Mets if they don't re-sign him next year, so he does feel like that kind of bridge to Brett Beatty, but it's kind of tough because part of me wants to see Escobar succeed because he's such a likable human being. We've seen him be an all-star in the past, And part of me is ready for the new era of the Mets with Francisco Alvarez, Mark Vientos, who we'll talk about a little bit later, and Brett Beatty. These are guys that are faces of that new hitter era of the Mets. And Brett Beatty is probably the one that's gotten the most shine so far in spring training. We haven't seen a ton of Francisco Alvarez and Mark Vientos getting some reps at first base, which is pretty cool. But Brett Beatty has been the one that I think has gotten a lot of circulation, a lot of media attention, and for good reason. And Steamer does like him for next year as well, although, again, in a very small sample size they have him only getting ninety plate appearances next year, four doubles, three home runs, eleven RBI, a two fifty five batting average, four thirty three slugging a seven sixty two OPS and a one twenty one OPS plus. If he comes up and puts up these numbers, I'm guessing, you know, in September is what they're projecting. You know, he could make his way onto a Mets playoff roster if they're there at the end of the season.
1: Yeah. I think most of the excitement is because he has the clearest path to the big leagues. Yeah. And that's a good problem to have as a Mets fan, is You're cheering for the guys now, but you're really excited for the guys coming up next. You're you're excited for the future and excited for the present. I mean, that kind of sums up the, the Steve Cohen era of the New York Mets.
0: Sorry, going to have to interrupt this player profile and projection because this one is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. Guys, there's not many things better than baseball, but some might argue that some NBA action might be the most exciting thing right now, and you can be a part of it at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SHAY. Right now, you can tap into all the excitement, and it can place $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if that bet cashes. Take that bonus bet money, throw on some legs on a parlay, and get even bigger winning if that bet cashes as well. Up to 100%. Pretty cool. Download their free and easy-to-use app now. Use code SHEA. It says it on my pillow right here. S-H-E-A. That's our code. And new customers can place $5 on any pregame line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SHEA. Minimum agent and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and any resources you might need are in the description below. Now back to the PPP.
1: But, um... Yeah, I'm interested to see what your take is on those projections.
0: Yeah, I, I like them. I think they make a lot of sense. I think that, uh, personally for me, because I'm a big 2010s Mets fan, that's when, when I came into my own, as like a diehard. And I think the, the rookie spark plug that I always think of when these guys get called up is Michael Conforto, because he came up in the 2015 season, really, really helped a lineup that was kind of anemic for most of the first half and provided a spark plug, had a huge World Series moment, a very memorable 2015 season Michael Conforto had in his first year, also came up pretty quickly. I think a little bit quicker than Brett Beatty would have uh, 2019 to 2023, but still, that's kind of the thing I think of whenever I see one of the top guys come up. I'm waiting for them to light the world on fire. It's also
1: college versus high school, Exactly.
0: I actually didn't notice that. Yeah, high school draft picked as well, and for him, that's like, that's an unfair expectation to place on any of these guys. And I think it helps that Brett Beatty had a moment but also didn't excel immediately because I think that takes a little bit of the burden off his shoulders. If you come up and you light the world on fire, everyone's going to expect you to come up and do it again for even longer in your next season. Brett Beatty, I think, had a really you know productive offseason in terms of refining his skills getting you know, the necessary help that he might need. And now, you know, I think the expectations are tempered a little bit. Maybe I think the sample size will be more than what Steamer's projecting, but I do expect him to be a solid big leaguer, not the star that the Mets don't really need him to be at this point in his career yet.
1: Uh, I, I think he summed it up. I feel the same way. I feel a little bit less on, you know, we'll get to the over unders, but sure. I, I, I'm I'm right in line with Steamer. I think he's. I don't know if he's going to kind of slam the door open and and force their hand just yet, but uh, I still believe in Escobar, and I think that's his biggest drawback. So he's he can take his time a little bit. He can he can force the issue definitely by playing out of this world, and yeah. he's very capable of doing that. But again. Doing something in AAA for the first time versus you getting a steady presence out of a guy that's established in the big leagues, it's hard hard to do that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, he didn't really ever get a nod at AAA. He got six games, and you know, the Carlos Correa thing kind of had him thinking about left field. He had a quote that he was fully committed to playing left field if Correa was going to come to town now i think he can get his head straight play third base get some real reps at the highest minor league level and come up in the second half when he's ready
1: there is a big difference between double a AA and triple a believe me the double yeah. a is a lot of prospects a lot of guys that have huge ceilings but there's those middle guys you're not going to see the same triple a is a lot of like just a higher level of talent a higher level of the game of baseball. Yeah. So uh, these games may not feel like they mean a lot, but him getting some seasoning in AAA is is a big deal.
0: Yeah, and we talked about that with Alvarez, how I was excited for him to catch some, you know, major league quality pitchers in McGill and Peterson and Lucchese, whereas AA, he might have not gotten that same experience. And the same goes for Brett Beatty. He's going to face more major league quality pitching. I think he'll, you know, get more reps around that, and that'll hopefully help him uh, in the future. Uh, The story is a little bit different for Mark Vientos, in my opinion, in terms of you know, his draft class, how long it's taken him to get here, and what he kind of profiles as a major leaguer. I think the biggest thing with him is that we've seen him take a lot of reps at first base, which is I found kind of interesting because Pete Alonso makes it clear that he wants to play first base. We have Dan Volkelback who's also been getting some work in at first base. So I'm not sure what the path is there, but if Mark Vientos can find a home, especially, you know, with better defensive upside at first base, I'm all for it. But yeah, he did get his crack last year also didn't go spectacularly.
1: Yeah, I mean, he got basically the same exact stat line. Right, Beatty got 42 plate appearances. Vientos got 41. Beatty had seven hits. (laughs) Vientos had six. Two (laughs) home run to one home run. Five RBI to three RBI. Yeah. You know, he did have a a higher on base, um, but it doesn't mean anything. Seven plate appearances.
0: Yeah, and I mean, he came up, I believe it was after, yeah, he came up after Brett Beatty because he was up there in September. And I think the thing for him was a lot of pressure after a slow start because uh, he went oh for, or excuse me, 1 for his first 18. And I think he probably felt uh, the weight of that a little bit. He was getting some starts uh, and some pinch hits as well. And then he got that first home run into Oakland, which I think was probably uh, a weight off his shoulders. But yeah, Mark Vientos with Brett Beatty here probably won't be the third baseman of the future, but I'm, you know, there's probably some competition there as well. I think the biggest thing for me, we mentioned it in the Darren Ruff episode, we mentioned it in the Dan Vogelback episode, is could Mark Vientos be an answer for the right-handed DH spot? Because who knows who exactly is going to fill that role this year? The Mets are still... Working their way with a platoon plan, and if Ruff doesn't work out, if Fam doesn't work out, Mark Vientos could feasibly fill that role if things go well at AAA. This I year. was
1: going to say the exact same thing nice. because he is lacking a defensive position. Yes, like Beatty's a third baseman; he could play a little bit of left field, but you can see that there again. I have seen very little of Vientos in the field, so I don't feel qualified to say he can't play defense. But there is a stigma out there. He's he looked fine at first base, but again, if you can have a plus. Defensive first baseman, it's such a, a huge advantage. But if Vientos rakes at, in Triple A, and the the right handed DH is still a huge hole, I don't. I can see him getting there and leaving Beatty behind because that you have um, Vogel back from the left side. And then you have Vientos in the right. So I can actually absolutely see that happening.
0: And I feel like his call could come much earlier in the season because unlike Beatty, he got a ton of run at AAA last year. He played in over 100 games at AAA, hit 24 home runs with 72 RBI, a 519 slugging, and 877 OPS. And he was a guy that was drafted back in 2017 in the second round. So this is a guy that... Kind of feels like he should be major league ready at this point, but obviously you can't just put an umbrella on that.
1: Can I just? This is blowing my mind right now. I don't know if you've seen me scrolling through. What's so ba- Brett Beatty is a month older. Yeah. Than Mark Vientos, they are both high school draft picks. Crazy. Brett Beatty was drafted in 2019 at 19 years old in the first round. Mark Vientos was a second rounder in 2017 and Beatty's older than him. It's blowing my mind. He came, Vientos was drafted and became a professional at 17, yeah. Beatty at 19. Like, he's got more experience.
0: It's, it's weird to say because they feel like they fill a very similar, like,
1: path in yeah. terms
0: of, like, their come up and, like, you mentioned they're both high school picks and stuff like that, but I feel like their outlook is much more different because it does feel like Brett Beatty is the clear-cut plan for third base in the future. But it also feels like Mark Vientos is probably the guy that we'll see first in the 2023 season because I guess the Mets probably feel like they want to protect Brett Beatty's uh, upbringing a little bit more. And Mark Vientos is a guy that I don't really want to see get another full season at AAA because he kind of proved that he can hit at that level. He had a fantastic season last year. It just didn't work out in that small sample size this year. But I think it adds to the pressure of Darren Ruff and Tommy Fame and the vets on the bench that are looking to get that starting spot because if they don't do it in the first month or two of the season, Mark Vientos will all likely be raking at AAA again and will be ready to take that spot.
1: He has two consecutive years of hitting 20-plus home runs. Yeah. He did it in AA, in AAA, in 21, and he did it in AAA, all of AAA. In 100 games, he hit 24 home runs in a very pitcher-friendly league in the international league. Right. To me, that's a very that's a little bit more season. He just has more professional at-bats, and it shows. Beatty arguably has the higher upside, being the left-handed power hitter, yeah. being a third baseman. Vientos, well, I can see a, a, an avenue where I see him getting more – more playing time this particular year.
0: And he's a guy that also missed the 2020 uh, season of development, like you mentioned before, but he's a guy that kind of improved after it because he had his best minor league season in 21. So clearly it didn't deter him too much. Yeah, uh, he interests me a lot because uh, his errors were an issue in the minor leagues. He committed 10 errors in 58 games as a third baseman. That's three a lot, of errors, Yeah, it's a lot. Three errors in 27 games as a first baseman. So both sides of the ball, they're not fantastic. <laughs> and it kind of makes you think, okay, well, can he just hit? And that I would be okay with me if he was able to do it at the major league level. Obviously, we'll see. But it's, it's an interesting predicament that he finds himself in.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, again, he needs some versatility. But yeah. uh, let's get into the over-unders.
0: I find this one pretty easy. The, under- both watch.
1: of these, I agree. So yeah. both out of over-unders is similar to the, um, what was the other one we did?
0: We did, uh, Nito was similar to this. Ruff and Fam, I believe, were as well.
1: Yeah, it was like 59 and a half games over-under. Yeah. I'm taking the under on both. Oh, interesting. I'm taking the under on both.
0: Okay, so you think that Brett Beatty and Mark Viendos both don't get... What would this equate to, I guess, two months of Major League play in baseball this year? Correct. Okay, I find that interesting. I would also take the under on Brett Bating, just for all the reasons we listed before, but I think the Mets will give Mark Viento's decent run this year. I could see him getting upwards of 80 games, maybe half the season. They're going to have a lot of questions to answer at the trade deadline come August, and I think that we'll figure out what Mark Viento's role will actually be for this club uh, come that time. But, I mean... I could see him playing well over 59 and a half games. Whether it goes smoothly is a, a question to be seen, but it kind of speaks to my not believing in Darren Ruff so much. Uh, and if Darren Ruff pans out and is the guy that he was in 2021, then this is probably going to be an under because the Mets will have an answer there, but I don't think so. And I think Marfiantos is the guy that will step into that role. So I'll take the over.
1: All right. We disagree once again. Uh, I just think there's there's too much versatility on the bench in the big leagues. To, to not fill that in with one of those guys. Like yeah. a Tommy Pham could, could make a run and, and just play more. Right, They could use, um, you know, I could see a scenario where they, they push uh, Escobar yeah. into that role, bring could. Beatty up. I mean, they're, they're, the same argument could be made one or the other. So I'm going to err on the side of these big league guys know what they're doing. Uh, their roster's filled out. You like and, your old
0: man Mets. I get it.
1: <laughs> I guess I do.
0: <laughs> and I think that's all we got for this episode on the kids.
1: I think so. Sweet.
0: All right, guys. We'll see you again tomorrow for another player profile and projection. Yeah. Let's go Mets. See you soon. Subscribe. Share with a friend. Share it with a baby, like Brett Baby. Brett Baby. <laughs> Get him started young.